The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. Three, two, one... That was the most solid clap we've ever had. Actually, yeah. <laughs> that was I heard super solid. All right. I feel like Jack's gonna do mathematically figure out how delayed everybody's clap is, and then be like, "You clap when I say one, and you clap when I say two. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know who the offenders are because, like, I straighten out the audio. Like, I find interactions between two people and look at them and, and try to get, like, the tested feedback. And then I figure it out in post, like, how much the feedback is between when Sean and, and Peter are talking to each other. So then I'm like, oh, and then I go back and look where the claps were. And I can see who was where. And I'm like, wow, Peter is always last. I'm on CP time, guys, you know. Universally, Peter is, like, 30 Jesus. seconds after everyone else. Oh, that is hilarious. I, love I don't that. even know how you do it. There's not 30 seconds seconds in the clap the clap takes like 10 seconds but it's still like always like a minute behind i just start, i just clap when you say three just don't start gaming me like that man it's just gonna get worse <laughs> all right all right starting up in three two one and welcome to the movie gang podcast the greatest podcast on the internet that's objective Take it from me. I'm your host, <laughs> Jack Newman. Today, we have, with our rotating cast, we have a pretty full group. First up, we have Sean. Hey, y'all. How's it going? And after that, we have Trevor. Hi. Sarah. Hey, guys. Bobby. Hey, everyone. And last but not least, well, it depends if you look at our chat or not, Ben. Hey, everybody, I'm here instead of uh, hanging out with my girlfriend who's in town, so shows you where my priorities are. <laughs> I'm not salty about that conversation at all, Ben. At all. The salt will flow. <laughs> I just want you and... to know how important I am. <laughs> <laughs> Today, we will be looking at... Oh, my this just Peter, oh. you racist. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! Of course. <laughs> we need... Uh, Luckily, I'm not homophobic because I did it at least introduce Sarah. So <laughs> go, Peter. Go. What's up, everybody? Also, introduce yourself because we talked about this last time. You never I did. introduced I yourself. I did. I said I'm the host, Jack Newman. I did it that time. Okay, just making sure. I appreciate that. I love you. Love you, too. <laughs> okay. Today, we're talking about the pile of meh that is the Jungle Book. Oh, no. no. <laughs> so for the positive view, up first, we have... Trevor, who I picked out of the blue. <laughs> you're going to go to me first? Yeah, you're going to be positive about Jungle Book, right? I'm going to be positive? Yeah, I'll be positive. Um, <laughs> I, I think you could say... <laughs> if I must. Um, I think you could make the argument that it was a better adaptation of the original Ru Rudyard Kipling book than the animated one from 67. Well, it's also like a whole lot less racist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just... We get I guess we get more into that later. I'm not sure uh, to what specifically you're referring, but um, well, I mean, mostly the Louis song, which I have to realize, you know, Rudyard Kipling did write the white man's burden, so yeah. <laughs> off the bat, like, yeah. there might be connotations there that we might have to deal mm -hmm. with. <laughs> I, I think that's a more factor of the, the change in time since '67 to 2016. I think there's a couple things that have happened since then. So, hopefully, yeah. the it's a less racist movie today. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I walked mean, away from it pretty mad too, honestly. But all right, who's positive? Give me, give me somebody. Like I know. I'll, I'll talk about positive. positively. Oh, Go, Sean. All right. Uh, I thought You're it was a failure, uh, Trevor. Overall, it was a good story. It was a more cohesive story than the animated original, and it actually had a plot, which was nice, rather than Mowgli just kind of getting into these different interactions where he almost dies, and like some songs sprinkled throughout to make it lighter. Um, so I liked that. I thought the <laughs> the voice acting was really well done. Um, I thought uh, Idris Elba in particular did a really menacing Shere Khan. 
and uh, really kind of scared the crap out of all the kids in the movie theater, which was a plus. I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing about it. But. No, it was a good thing. I definitely had some screams. Like, I guess some screams from like 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 little five and four year olds when I was watching it yesterday. It was great. I was like, mm-hmm, that's right. That's a tiger, guys. <laughs> yeah. So I thought it was cool because like for the most part, he's kind of played uh, you know good guys in the in the movies. I'm mostly I'm thinking about uh, his role in Iron Man. Um, but no, it was kind of good to see like a darker side to him. And of course, Ben Kingsley did a wonderful Bagheera. Um, really, like I think my only kind of issue with the film is that it it, it was just a lot more dark than it was advertised because it, it was appealing to a younger audience. And then you kind of go in and it's just like this kind of bleak, <laughs> really bleak film, and um, yeah. not not at all yeah. what I was expecting. It so. ends really positively. I mean, I feel like it is marketed. It is for children, but at the same time, like like you know. The tiger just kind of grabs their dad and throws him off a cliff. Like <laughs> I did have to like laugh. No big the movie deal. Literally ends with the line, "I could get used to this," which is like the most. I like this movie a lot, but I, that is the most cliched ending I could possibly think of. Yeah, especially after like you've murdered a tiger in fire. That's pretty intense. <laughs> like, and destroyed well, I mean, like half the damn jungle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they, they really less, glossed over that. They were yeah, like that, more. That narratively kind of fell apart at the end, but we'll get there. I mean, yeah, but they they were way more overt about the thing because like even in the jungle, I mean I think my to take the negative viewpoint the jungle book is a pile of meh for me and and I don't mean that mean there's nothing te- it's a perfect rotten tomatoes versus a, you know a- an actual score movie because I mean this is the reason score should exist because if you do it just on positive should you go see it yes it's a great movie like you know there's nothing wrong with it it is well executed the technology is way better than the technology we saw last week <laughs> Um, it's compelling, <laughs> well, it's a story, fair, yeah. and it's an improvement. I think it's an, actually an improvement upon the original source material, um, but at the same time, like I did not find it very compelling. Is the, is the, I think my is my problem is I was just in it and I was like, yeah, I saw a movie. I can't tell you necessarily what the fuck happened um, because <laughs> the Jungle Book is just a conglomeration of things that randomly happened to Mowgli <laughs> and they're tied together very <laughs> loosely. And that's but that's the problem with the original. Yeah. I mean, like, you all, I, like, I don't doubt this, like, before you saw The Jungle Book, like, if you, if I had asked you what was the plot series, like, what is the order of events that happened in The Jungle Book, you could probably tell me a couple of events, but you could not have put them in order. Like, everyone here can put Mulan, The Little Mermaid, The Lion King in order of events, because those stories are really compelling, and that's the problem is The Jungle Book is just a pile of things that happened to Mowgli, and, you so, know, so kind it's kind of whatever. Of that is- uh, I think that's more of a problem with the source material because if you look at the original Kipling oh, yeah, book, yeah, exactly. It's just like it's it, they're short. It's a compilation of short stories, and I think what Disney was trying to do is kind of they try to compile them all into some sort of a narrative. But again, when you're dealing with just a bunch of short stories, it's really hard to make an actual like you know story out of it, right? That's one kind of thing. But I think that's where Disney really failed here is that the movie watches like a series of vignettes as opposed yeah. to actually watching like a movie. I mean, the entire point is if you're going to do a live action version of a classic Disney tale, then you need to make it all marry together. And this one, it doesn't. I mean, why the hell would they still include the old songs from the original if they weren't going to make them organically fit into right. the piece? It just comes out of nowhere. And frankly, it's awkward. Watching Christopher Walken sing the damn, you know, I, I want to be like you was uncomfortable for me. It didn't fit the rest of the film. It didn't fit that moment. It just felt inappropriate. Also, I agree. I have fuck? no idea why they chose to do that. <laughs> Yeah, the song made it definitely feel really weird and feel very much like, hey, it's like the movie, and we picked the only two songs you remember from the original movie. I feel like the only reason they did it is because people would have been mad if they didn't, but they didn't execute it properly. But they had them really well done in the... um credit sequence and I yeah. thought that was an appropriate right, you know, that was Yeah, great. Christopher you know? Walken and Bill Murray brought it, and I was like, damn. Yeah. Way yeah. better. Also, here's a big thing that really bothered me is because, like, they excluded, like, the word fire. So they don't have the word fire. Yeah. They have the red flower through the whole movie. And then, like, in the song, Louis says fire. He's like, I, I got a fire credits, within right? me. And I was like, that does not make any sense. Yeah. And, like, this little fact that, like, really drove me nuts for the rest of the movie. I think the voice acting in general, I thought, was very all over the place. I really like Idris Elba. I know some people don't like Scarlett Johansson, but I really liked her Ka. I think was very mm-hmm. one of the best sequences I liked in the movie. It, yeah. I, I really, really enjoyed it. 
I liked her a lot, and I thought she was really intimidating oh, and scary. Man, that was a fucking flashback really sequence. They made Ka into a flashback sequence, and she's there for like five minutes. I no, mean, that's the problem, know. is that she's so come and go so fast. Oh, know? yeah. But, uh, which, well, which goes back to Bobby's point that like it was just a bunch of vignettes put together. That, like, like, definitely. She was there but I think you know, I liked her, and I liked Idris Elba, but I think Christopher Walken, and I think uh, a couple other people, a couple of just the random voice actors who like aren't really names, I just think really didn't work. And it definitely kind of had babe syndrome, where I could really feel the voice actors in the room a lot of times versus actually feeling like the characters. I think a few did, but a lot of them didn't to me. Christopher was Walken bothered. was a very uh, bizarre King Louis to me. He was just like this, like, he was, like doing giant, like a, uh, <laughs> he's a giant game. doing like a Colonel Kurtz, Kurtz from Apocalypse so, Now reference. It was like, yeah. what are you doing? This is very bizarre. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I don't blame him for Louis. Like it was, it missed the thing, but they, that was the big, cause that's the whole minstrel portion and the reference to like all the monkeys being black people, which was really Mistral, uncomfortable. Godfell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is a really uncomfortable bit in the original Jungle Book, the animated version. And so, like, I get why they picked Walken. I get why they do that. The whole piece doesn't make as much sense because it's like it's like you know, looking at the ten little Indians. It's still racist, but you're at least you're not sending the ten little N words anymore. Yeah. So I don't know. At least we all agree it's in them, and there was none now. Like that's the title we all go with. <laughs> I guess I was less impressed by most of the voice acting. I thought Christopher Walken did a pretty good job with what he was handed. I really was not that impressed with Scarlett Johansson. She did well when it was literally a flashback scene. I thought her voiceover sounded good then. But when you pair her voice with the animation that they did for Ka, makes no fucking sense. The two of them do not mesh together. It didn't sound like her voice was coming out of that animated creature. It just, it completely lost me in that moment. And I really did not like the voice acting for Bajira. I, also, when she, I thought he really? when she was talking to the, the snake, like, it was <laughs> like a little that's, bit that's of like who, a fear that's boner. Bagheera is. He's, I mean, he is a kind of a negative asshole. No, Bagheera is the voice of reason. That's his character in the animated yeah. films. He's the one who right. just is like, Mowgli, you got to go back to your people. You can't be here. He is just the voice of reason to carry the narration along. Which, in this again, film, he pushed... was just a douche. Well, no, Wait, so I then, think the so issue... Then is, that, is that more a problem with you, like, with the voice acting, or is that more of just, like, how the character was written? It was the voice acting, because it came off very condescending and very negative. There was none of that sweetness, none of that, like, paternal caring that Bajira is oh, really supposed yeah, to bring but... to the character. It didn't feel warm. It didn't feel like it came out of a place of love. It felt like lecturing the whole time. Well, I think that's yeah, I the difference, that. is that they push, they push this in the different direction. In the original Jungle Book, like, Mowgli goes to the fucking village. Like, that's yeah. the difference. Yeah. We changed like the they, ending. No, no, no. Well, they changed the ending, and thus, like, Bagheera has to be wrong. Where in the original movie, he's right, and so it feels paternal. Bagheera was, like, the whole point of the movie is Bagheera's trying to get him somewhere where he knows he'll become a man and, like, will possibly hurt him, but, like, he loves him too much. Like, there's that whole there's that whole back and forth between this complicated relationship where if he loves his child, even though that he could grow up to do bad things to him. Whereas in here, it's absent, and he's just, like, I'm just random. He, he feels, like, almost, like, just, like, a disinterested, like, foster care parent. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think a big problem is they, uh, they changed Baloo from more of a Falstaffian kind of just fun-loving be-yourself enjoyable person to being sort of a father figure exactly towards the end and being like a my two dads situation towards the middle there it's like your uncle that's a con artist sorry sir I have an unpopular opinion about Baloo I didn't like him in this new movie I didn't like Bill Murray's voice at all. I mean, Sarah, I love Bill did you, Murray. Did you prefer the old Murray, Lou? But I like, hated his voice in this. Oh, that was the highlight for it for me. Uh, I yeah, I, mean, I have to disagree with that. That Ben. I mean, Bill I Murray. He was, so, he was the only character so I liked. Boring. Yeah, I thought he was so boring. I thought he was like so. Bill I, don't know, Murray. I, think, I think I, I have the same problem boring. with Baloo as um, Bobby has with Bagheera. Kind of like in a, in the original movie, he was just, you know, as you said, a fun-loving, laid-back guy who just, you know, finds Mowgli and is like, okay, yeah, let's be buddies. Oh, you don't want to leave the jungle? That's cool. Yeah, let's hang out and, you know, eat pawpaw fruits, whatever. <laughs> but in this one, he's very clearly manipulating Mowgli into, like, you know, helping him get honey and stuff. And, you know, yeah. to be fair, that's probably a more yeah. realistic Uh-oh. viewpoint of how that sort of character would work. No and I never read the original work. I don't know if that's how it works or not not but i don't know it maybe i guess it does work with the whole feel of the film and just in that it's a lot darker but i i miss the original you know phil harris blue 
Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Same. So I'll, I'll kind of I mean, like, I can, I kind of agree with that, Sarah, in this sense. I think the, the biggest issue with Baloo is that he starts off as kind of like this oafish character, which is like kind of typical Baloo, right? He just like, he's like, oh, I'm going to con you into giving me honey because I just want to eat all the honey. <laughs> but the, the, my, my real issue with him is this. Um, you know, they, there's this point where Bagheera is trying to convince him that it's going to be in Mowgli's best interest to go back to the town. And Baloo just buys into that without really, you don't really see that interaction between their, their two characters. And then the way he like kind of delivers that to, to Mowgli is just very cold where he's like, no, I don't want to be your friend anymore. Like I've kind of used you, you can leave now. And it didn't really make it look like a really difficult moral choice for Baloo. So I think that was the reason I didn't really relate to him much as a character. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I didn't really relate to anyone much as a character. And, I, I mean, I think we're heading in the really <laughs> negative direction. Like, I feel like there's a lot good here. It's just, like, there's, there is, like, there is, there, it's well made. It's well put together. It's John Favreau. And, like, the jokes are hitting. The points are hitting. It's just the whole thing feels, like, off, like, by, like, two degrees. And I can't, I can't, I'm having a really hard time, like, telling people, like, why I dislike this movie. Because there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> I just don't well, like it. There's nothing thing wrong a lot of, with um, the film, but my issue with it is it's supposed to be, okay, it's supposed to be a children's movie. And we've added in all these absolutely incredible CGI um, animals, and everything looks fantastic, but there's no warmth to the film. It doesn't give you that there's lots of great Disney films out there that do make you feel something, even a little mm-hmm. something. And this one didn't make me feel anything. And that's kind of where children's movies really win is they bring in all the warm fuzzies. There were so many moments that just took me so far out of the film. I mean, why did we add in all these new random jungle characters in there? Like the little you know, like armadillo looking one. I mean, they looked like the little <laughs> characters at the end. Yeah, and like in Elf, where they're like, bye, buddy, hope you find your dad. And like they serve no other purpose except to be like a bit. I know. Uh, one That's of the, what they one were. Of the characters I did like, I think it was the porcupine. It was yeah. someone's last oh, movie. Oh, ben, do you remember that's, the guy? That's Gary Shanley's last yeah, movie. That yeah. made me really sad. I forgot Aww. he was in this. I think he was yeah. one of the best additions they did. He was, was adorable. Yeah, I, like I, like I agree with actually. Bobby. I think, I think. All right, everyone my, calm down. Ben, go. I have a sort of similar thing where um, I didn't feel this with Force Awakens. I felt uh, an emotional connection to it. Maybe not as much as the other films, but uh, I know a lot of people had a similar feeling with Force Awakens, and I kind of feel this with too, which is like the Disney model lately, which is very pretty. It's very um, tightly constructed. It doesn't feel like it ever misses a beat, but there is just something kind of soulless about it. And I disagree with that with Force Awakens, but I can kind of see now when I see this where people are coming from with Force Awakens. It's like it does all the things that I see older classic Disney films doing, but it doesn't kind of have that same raw authenticity as the yeah. original it's somebody, Disney films. Not even the original Jungle Book, like the right. better ones, you know, like so, or something like that. It's somebody so, that knows the functions of these movies and understands, like, what made them good at the same time, but in in the process of recreation, there's an element there that's, like, missing from, like, from like the thing. And I think that's the thing is, like, miss, it, it's, it's a translation of a translation, and in that process, like, we've lost whatever the fuck was the original purpose and meaning. I just want to address yeah. this real quick because I feel like it was the epitome of that is why did we have to watch John Favreau introduce the movie right before we watched it? That was weird. Yeah. Yeah. That? Yeah. That was weird. Okay, okay, I'm glad I wasn't the only one who got that. I thought that was just AMC for some reason. I, okay, yeah. I, wasn't sure. I did not understand what the purpose of that was. That was very weird. They should have known when when people don't like Quentin Tarantino get away with that shit. Like no one else should try it. <laughs> I also I, I didn't like how the credits rolled and 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 don't jump on me for a second because I really liked jump. the credits. Don't get me wrong, I liked the whole animation in the book. I liked the flipping of the pages. I liked how it all ended with the book closing. I thought that was really nice. But it didn't make sense with the film that they created. There was no tie-in from the beginning. There was no build-up in the middle. There was no reason to suddenly make it a cute animated Disney movie when this whole thing has been a dark live action the whole time. I was really annoyed by that because that was the feel they should have gone for from the entire movie. The credits were fantastic. The music was great. It had the right kind of feel, but it didn't exist in the film itself. I thought that oh, was just I honestly would have liked it if it was too. more Vignetti, honestly. I think I would have liked it even more if it was uh, just, just here's Mowgli in the jungle with a day in his life, you know, sort of thing, even if it was doing those things. But it did feel like it was kind of combining 
both that and trying to tell a full narrative, and it got to that sort of Alice in Wonderland syndrome. Well, here's the other thing: oh, is like you we also, can't hit a kids movie without a giant battle for some reason. I, I okay. also had Bagheera like showing up, and like you had John Favreau setting it up, then you had Bagheera setting it up with like the strangest tale of the jungle, <laughs> and I'm just like, I was just like, oh man, years. Ben Kingsley. Like even though Ben Kingsley is selling the shit out of it, in which yeah. you, you can't. Uh, the nice thing about when Ben Kingsley pops up, even in bad movies, like you're like, oh my god, but Ben. Kingsley will sell the shit out of whatever he is given. I don't give a fuck what it <laughs> he's, is. He's the like ultimate go-to get class for your movie. Well, I have, to, I have to talk some positive stuff about this movie, because I feel like we've been overly negative about what's a pretty decent film. Like, it's not exactly. Great, I mean, I don't think... Sean, I don't think anyone's saying it's, like, outright, out and outright bad. Yeah, like, but, like, to go to go to the emotional connection point, I think one of the, one of the really great moments of the movie was uh, when, uh, you know, after Shere Khan kind of dispatches with Akela and... Uh, Raksha like kind of confronts Mowgli and is like, you know, I, I really don't want you to leave, but you know, like it's it's oh the moment oh, the moment what the moment Mowgli's like I'm leaving and she's like you will always be my son yeah I thought that was beautifully done I thought like I thought she had by far like the most kind of an emotional connection yeah. with him as a character yeah and I, I thought agree. if uh, if if I had if I kind of had that same feeling from from both Blue and Bagheera it would have been a really strong film but I thought that that was like a particularly strong moment. Yeah, I didn't feel. Can we I didn't please get Lupita Nyong'o in, in like more, more live action movies? Good lord, she's so please. good, and she's been doing all these animated characters, and it's driving me nuts. I want to see her back on screen. She's so good. Agreed. Yeah. I was more annoyed by the fact that you've got all these great names for characters in the film. You know, you've got Baloo and Bagheera and Ka and all these creative names. You know what they named that damn wolf pup? Gray. Gray. (laughs) (laughs) Original characters. I had that exact Gray. That's all we could fucking come up with was Gray. So I also wanted to like, that whole character was there uh, just Charlotte for the feels too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, really one conversation at a time. Sean, you're oh. up. Yeah. No, because she like so. What, what I thought was great about her performance is that first off, the build up to the whole cost sequence was awesome. You know, you kind of know that it's coming because it, it gets really dark, and then you can kind of see the outline of the snake in the trees, and it, it, it gets really menacing. But she does a very good job, I think, of kind of being, you know. She, I mean, she, like, hypnotizes people with her eyes. She was very, like, kind of, I don't know. Creepily motherly, I'd Creepily Are you going to say sexy, yeah. Sean? Because it looks like you're about to say sexy. Oh. Fear boners <laughs> everywhere. Well, like, I'm just saying. I was going like, motherly, but okay. Uh, yeah, no, I thought Because, like, you're afraid reasonable. because she's a snake, but then you're kind of like, oh, my God, Scarlett Johansson is, like, like making love to my ears. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I'm like, you're just like, oh, my God. I could probably when you played a famous to, sexy OS. I, I, was, I thought it was like it was too short of a scene. Like, I think they could have made way better oh, yeah. use of it her. It was. Yeah. And I think I honestly would have, like, been okay with her if she would have, like, sung Trusted Me, like, just done the whole song as a way to, like, kind of extend that scene. Because I thought not only is that mm-hmm. one of my favorite uh, scores from the, the original Jungle Book, but I thought it would have kind of made more, it would have made better use of her as a character. we lost your sound there at the end John well trust your point was great so I I really liked her singing the song point. Um, I do want to say like I think the other issue is that I think the presence of Ka in the original film helped to some extent because like he was there was a lot of humor that was derived like Mowgli was never a source of humor in the original film he's not a source of humor here Ka was and that's the difference Mm -hmm. this movie needs an injection of like a little bit of like stupid snake slapstick that just doesn't happen. And also, yeah, like, sure the thing, like, all right, hold on. I'm finishing a point here. Everyone, everyone, everyone needs to behave themselves better. Um, that's everyone. I'm looking at you, specifically Peter. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the point is, is like, like Sheer Khan through the whole movie is kind of like this overarching, like dangerous thing. And he is in the other one, but like, that's the point is like, you have kind of just the danger of the jungle jungle that's represented by Ka at like some points adding slapstick, but also showing like, uh, like a win. So when Sheer Khan actually does show up, you're like, Oh my God, this is terrifying in like the first movie, but like, and he's still terrifying here, but that's the thing is like this movie in terms of like grim dark is turned up to 11 the whole fucking time. It needs like this secondary stupid villain that everyone can deal with. Like, like it c- he could kill Mowgli, but at the same time, like everyone else can deal with him pretty easily. And I think that's it's missing that slapstick bit. Well, Ka wasn't even the original like comedic bit from from the original film. From what I got, it was a combination of Ka and the vultures. 
and we completely left out oh, the yeah. vultures. I miss the vultures so much. I really <laughs> I wanted, really you know, too. the Beatles. The Liverpool vultures. Yes. Just, <laughs> I mean, they were hilarious in the original, and they really were the lightened up bits. You know, when you're having Shere Khan, like, stalking Mowgli in the jungle before the fire hits, you have the vultures going, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? I mean, it's hilarious. And I really, I really miss that from, like, the... The new film, they brought them in for like half a second. I thought maybe they'd have them talk uh, when Shere Khan is up on the rock with all the wolves and whatnot. But they never actually incorporated the vultures as a character. And I felt that was really missing from the film because that was part part of what made the original lighthearted. Why the fuck did some of the animals talk and some of them not? Right? That did not make sense in the film at all. Yeah, that... that that's the goofy Pluto thing that Disney's never figured out. They, they, they Elephants are too it. majestic to speak. Yeah. yeah well, right. they even attacked it head on with having Mowgli ask, like, do you have a language to one of the characters? Mm. And then it continued to speak nonsense. And then half the monkeys appeared to have no language. And then obviously Louie had a language. So it's just like, even within the film itself, it felt like they couldn't make up their mind whether animals can talk or animals can't talk. No, I mean, the whole movie common. played with its internal logic, like, consistently. <laughs> like, it kept playing with, like, stuff as, like, you know, cause has mind control powers and this all this other stuff or the red rose like it it had a the whole movie has a weird internal logic that's just like it and it, the whole internal logic is there to 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 hold up what it thinks the series events which is what happens when you make a movie and you you have scenes in mind that should happen but you're just stringing people along to get to those places so yeah Right. See, on the other hand, I do think you could argue that this movie still had more of a moral lesson than the 67 animated film because they actually took the law of the jungle thing from the original books and like made a little story that is, seems to be, I guess, what's, kind of about... What's the like, moral here? Communism? Like No. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's like his version of being a man, of like growing up into the, the thing that he wants to be, I guess. It's like his no, version of like his trip. I mean, I think that's the issue. Going it's back like, it changes... To, it changes the moral lesson is still in the original Jungle Book, but it just changed it here. It's like, whereas like you have like the original one is kind of more like you have to not be, you have to have be with your people, but you have to be yourself, and you don't belong in the jungle. The moral here is that you can be yourself anywhere, no matter what. The moral lesson well, of the original Jungle Book throws bros before hoes to the wind. Yeah, he literally <laughs> leaves his buddies Bagheera and Baloo for a Poor chick. Girl. Yeah, like, I mean, like, that, that's I was, what I'm saying, man. I, I don't, I don't know what moral like, lesson the original you're well, talking about. Okay, so. Let, let me talk about what I thought the moral of this one was real quick. That's really what the movie was missing. It was missing so, titties. The whole okay. thing. <laughs> the Would have been better. We saw, moral... we saw big monkey titties from Christopher Walken. Uh, uh, those don't count. <laughs> that was like, that was like a monotake. That we is were the missing quote was, that I'm was like, was like what would happen if Simba, ha- if, what would happen like, if, if, if Timon and Pumbaa, like from Lion King, like, like I can see what's happening if, if, if he had never come back to them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah speaking of the Lion King, did anyone get um, stampede flashbacks with the yeah, water yeah, buffalo? I, I, thought, I, thought that I leaned over to my mom. I was like, "Hold was like on, Simba." Let's be honest. Yeah, I'm telling here. you, Lion King is Let, coming in five years. That was yeah, test footage. I'm this, telling you, man. That's exactly mm-hmm. what this movie is, and that is exactly why I would be excited for it because if. Lion King is done in this style, that'll be a good movie because it's got a much better core premise, a much better core idea. It's essentially Hamlet. It's already it's dark. Beautiful. It's already a dark film, yeah. See, I'll it's call bullshit on that, though, because yeah. the whole function of Lion King's plot hinges upon a misunderstanding. It's, like, <laughs> not even not even conceivable. Like, everybody like believes Scar for some reason. Half of Shakespeare hinges on like, a misunderstanding, Trevor. Like, yeah, that, that, does, that does include Othello, so I'll have to defend that. Not right. to mention, like, Romeo and Juliet and, all, like, Trevor. <laughs> I just hope if they're going to continue to do more of these live-action remakes of the Disney films, that they at least find a way to incorporate the music organically or leave it out altogether. Because what they did in this film is just unacceptable. Did not work. I mean, they even found a way to incorporate it when they did um, Sleeping Beauty. I mean, they had the whole, like, Maleficent thing, and they found a way to, like, incorporate, like, the music into the score as opposed to, like, people randomly bursting into song, which was just uncomfortable. So if they're going to do a reboot like Lion King, either make the music a part of the score, make it organically fit into the film, or leave it the fuck out because it did not belong in the Jungle Book. They did it a little bit in the Jungle Book in the score. Um, I I, I thought they, they tried. They definitely could have done it a lot better. Uh, I do appreciate yeah. that it was there a little bit. Like the opening was the same opening music. Yes, the good. opening was that good. was great. Um, 
Part of me think, felt it was a little bit weird to have trust in me playing while Mowgli was carrying the fire back to the wolves and Shere Khan or whatever. That being said, yeah. because that reflects um, Scarlett Johansson's sort of flashback talking about the fire. Yeah, okay, it makes sense from that standpoint. But Kyle was nowhere to be seen, but you're hearing trust in me. That was very weird for me. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I go, go ahead, Ben. To go along with Bobby's point, I think um, having seen Cinderella, I think that's definitely something I'd like to see them do more of in that vein. Because what I liked about the Cinderella remake is they expanded things that the original did poorly. They cut out the mice, which are like my least favorite part of Cinderella, rewatching it, um, and don't really work in live action. They added more of why this evil stepmother is so cruel. She's not just a jerk. She has like an actual backstory. They give a little bit more to the prince. It's like they expand things and they kind of tell more of the story well this did feel like a lot like okay let's just take the original movie make it to live action and i feel like that's where it gets well frustrating for me even though it is very impressive so kind of my the way i would rebut that is i think that they did actually kind of make a better storyline than you know than there was in the original in the sense that you know you have this whole idea with the fire right and what kind of distinguishes humans from other people is that oh you know he has fire he can like kind of you know work with his natural environment and I thought they were kind of creating a theme there that was working well. I don't think they executed it well enough, but, you know, it was kind of an interesting yeah. kind of idea that they, they looked like they were trying to do something with. I was getting Man of Steel flashbacks. It was all like, don't use your powers because it'll make you hated by everyone around you. <laughs> right. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, to some extent, but it's I liked how it made it like he's got his tricks and that, like, the monkeys couldn't do it. And yeah. I don't know. I thought that bit was kind of clever in, like, terms of, like, in terms of like making a more in, and like in making sense of like the internalized universe, I, I like, I liked how I, there's a lot of like things like I I understand exactly where they're coming from, which is why I like don't hate this movie because I, there's nothing wrong with it. Like I can't I cannot figure like I, think about like if you go watch the original Jungle Book and then think about how the fuck you would adapt it. I'm just like. Uh, uh, there's not there's not like a good there's not like a good answer like this is the best answer for this movie and i'm just like admitting that like up front like if you're gonna adapt jungle book and we're gonna do this shit like this is as good as this was gonna get (laughs) points to you i'm never gonna recommend anyone go see it i I think i think it's the same with i think it's same with disney because i mean andy circus is doing one uh yeah and i kind of trust him more with it than this what's he doing Andy Serkis you is heading up his own jungle boat te- two years from now. Like, really? I, mean, I thought the best part was the technical elements. Did you disagree, Ben? No, I love the technical elements, but I mean, Andy Serkis is going to be more mocap, more dark, more like the book. You know, I mean, he's going to try and make mm-hmm. it a little bit. Well, this kind of had to balance both. It had to be obviously nostalgic to the original, both being kind of trying to be its own movie. And that's where I think it kind of the problems came in. Whereas I- Circus doesn't have to worry about it, especially now that the jungle book's a big. Uh, box office success he's going to try and get away far away from the look and feel this one as possible so it'll be different you know whether it's good or not I don't know. well i mean At i could use different. i could use a more cartoony feel to this like this was really like those animals were like really lovingly done if you know what i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> i guess my big question is why the jungle book was picked as the source material anyway i mean disney's got tons and tons well, she- of films that they could bother to do live action with this I mean, is being thrown into the box. maybe they were using it as I mean, practice exactly for life <laughs> this was something because they could throw under the bus because fewer people have such a strong attachment to the original jungle book jungle book than they do to say you know um the Lion King. The well, I'm not even saying start with the Mermaid. Lion King. I'm saying start with something that's easier to practice with. I mean, I know that I would have gone to see a live action version of The Sword in the Stone or I don't know, The Black Cauldron. There are other Well, both those movies well, made were famously Oh, The Black huge Cauldron would be great as live I just, action. I'm thinking That'd be there scary are as other fuck. I'm thinking there's other animated <laughs> yeah. films in the Disney repertoire that could have been better converted to this live action idea. So if they wanted to practice on something, there's easier and better plot-wise things to practice on. I think well, there are better plot-wise things. I don't but think both those films were no notorious one... box office flops. So no, I think yeah. there is a sense of like this film is nostalgic for a lot of people and yeah. it does kind of translate internationally, which is why I think they made it. But yeah. no, one makes, no one makes no one makes a film just for footage tests. It's like no one makes yeah. a whole film. They still there is like a background reason that they thought they could make money off this or at least break even. And I think that's the issue is like this one's really compared to Cinderella and they're like Disney has this category of stuff and like the new they 
are looking at like the Marvel models of like we have internal logic between multiple movies that we're running. It's a series, and like if you can build off a series, you get more consistent views. Like that's the thing is like, and now that's the issue that's running forward is now people are trying to work up things. Is like, well, we can do all these movies. We have these categories. We can put them together, and then there's a category of movie, and then we can push it out, and that way we can push more consistent profits. Like that's that's Marvel's the whole really point that's happening that here. Much? What's up? You think Marvel's really changed the industry that much? As much as like Disney is doing. No, I just think it. Properties? I think it changed. I think it changes. No, I think it changed how people reboot series and look about like combining series together. I do think this is having an effect, especially like before Disney would have not rebooted everything at once. Like we're getting a Cinderella, we got a Maleficent, we got all these older properties that are coming yeah. forward in live Whoa. action versions. Like I think people are looking at this trying to think like, oh, we're gonna have. I don't think they're gonna combine anything. Like that's not the point. But they are looking at like having a series of movies and saying like every year we're going to make 60 million off one of these movies and like it's going to keep the disney it's also keeping this stuff alive for younger generations exactly like 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 who the hell wants like because sleeping beauty is not something like maleficent was actually a stroke of genius in terms of keeping those properties alive because like who the fuck shows people sleeping beauty anymore because it's not really a good thing for young girls like it's just Mm -hmm. not it, and that's the thing, and like Snow White and all this stuff, and it's just kind of like, well, we got Snow White and the Huntsman. I don't know why yeah. the fuck that happened. <laughs> I don't know what that, um, is. that was a Disney. Was well, something. I mean, I think I, I don't think you can argue that it wasn't a successful reboot. I mean, it made 103 million dollars over a weekend. And as of right now, yeah, no, no, it's successful, definitely. And no, 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 no. I'm not disagreeing. Do, it's unsuccessful. I'm saying they're going to do a second. They're already I'm success saying, doesn't make it good. Yeah. Well, I mean. It, I'm just saying. I'm just saying bad, they're putting though. these out here in such a way that, like, I know, I know. Um, I'm saying they're putting these out here in such a way as to serve different purposes than what we traditionally think of movies. Like they're, like they're, they're, they're allowed. They're not testing the waters so much as saying, like, what's going to be our Iron Man for this series that gets people into these theaters and consistently coming back for the same movie series as it goes over a certain like yearly time span. No, especially the fact they've already confirmed a sequel kind of shows. Right, like, a sequel, yeah. This is this is different, you know. Yeah, they're exactly. trying something different. Like they I, they want a yearly series is like I think that's the thing is like I think what like Marvel isn't happening that everyone's saying we want. It's not that they want um, like a Marvel Cinematic Universe. They want yearly series is like that we get like one movie out of a company every year. It's a great way you keep all the same guys together, same production teams. It's it's like a really great money saving way of doing the movie business. And that's the thing is that they really want to build this essentially this team that's going to continue to put out classic Disney movies and run in a yearly cycle like that. Yeah, and I that's a theory have, uh, that I have no evidence to back that up other than what I think. <laughs> no, I think that's true, and I actually have more hope for the uh, for the sequel because they're gonna they're not gonna have their their hands tied so much by the original Jungle Book, and will hopefully actually have like an actual story that's a little bit more cohesive that they can you know work with. So I'll probably go see Jungle Book too. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. I did not know about that. They confirmed a second one? Yeah. Yeah, they've already confirmed a second one. Oh, oh ready? What? God. Yeah. Well, it made a ton of money, man. Uh, what are you going to do? I find that to be just incredibly disappointing. I really, really do. Because, I mean, the fact that people are only going to see movies based off of basically nostalgia now and nothing better. I mean, I am so tired of the 50,000th reboot of X, Y, and Z. I'm not interested. I don't care about any of it. I'll be the first to say, I don't give a shit about any of these superhero movies that are coming out. Don't give a shit. Chill your dick, Totally Bobby. uninterested. Chill your dick. Don't give a Rub shit about the 1,000th Disney it. reboot. Don't Get give a shit Vaseline. about the rebooted television series. That. Don't care about Fuller House. Don't care about like all this other bullshit. Get Why that? can't we create Boom. one original thing? Yeah, Yeah, but Bobby, guess who disagrees with you? Ooh. Like, the market. Yeah, they're making a oh ton of money. God. Yeah, okay. I'm just gonna go ahead and say that I'm probably way smarter than the average person watching these things. And I'm sick of it. I'm all fired. Fight me on Twitter. I don't care. Bobby came to play today. Shots fired. I mean, if Bobby, y'all seriously want to have that, we should watch Midnight Special to give Bobby a break or something. We should, <laughs> I do think. I do think we need to look at some more. I think we'll and we'll talk about this later. I do think, and we're gonna have Zootopia next week, which is actually. Pretty good. It's very I, different. I do think we need to get outside of some mainstream stuff and start. Yeah, you, you people are killing me. Too. I don't want to do this anymore. Well, we did hardcore Henry. Movie that's for the show that hey. one. In, in it defense, gets people listening, Bobby. In Jack's defense, he did a hardcore down. Henry last week, which is pretty outside the mainstream. Does that right? sound like something I want to go see? 
<laughs> At all. Take when, your sass back. Because the salt. Bobby, you're fun. always free to pick a movie, and we'll. Bobby I'll, does I'll not wind back sure. the sass. <laughs> this is fantastic. I really didn't That's like it, guys. Okay, I'm cranky. I'm sorry. Bobby, you're always free to, to come up with your own We'll definitely come on to yours. Hey, guys. <laughs> we have Incredibles 2 to look forward to. Let's just. Can I just throw that out there? They're still going to do this. I have Nemo no to faith. Bring it on. Let's do uh, the guys, thing. This is not good. Like, this is. I, I'm sorry. Pixar does not inspire any faith in me anymore. And no, I'm just. Have to a, have you seen the good dinosaur guys? Good no, God. I haven't. Good no. God. I know. I, I felt like they bothered. were doing test footage for Jungle Book because all the like the background stuff was so impressive, and I was like, did they like share studios with Jungle Book? Because like all the yeah. backgrounds look very similar. I was wondering, like, because that's the only reason Good Dinosaur felt like it existed was those amazing backgrounds. Well, I think that's the thing is you got a lot. There's clearly a lot more uh, talent sharing happening between Pixar and at the at Disney Studios. And you're, I see talent pouring into this mold material, and Disney is like, I think pulling talent out of Pixar and pushing it other places, and yeah. that's why we ended up with the good Frozen. And I think that's the thing is like, it's hard to predict out of these studios what's going to be good anymore, and and what's going to be things like Zootopia. I was like, I don't think this is going to be good, and then it blew my fucking mind. Yeah, yeah sure. Like from both Which a we'll technical perspective week. and a good story perspective, and I think that's why I was just like, and now I see like the Pixar stuff, and I'm just like. I don't know where, like, I feel, like, because, like, you you look, I, I can't, I don't, I've never done, it like, a, like, a thing in terms of looking at, like, who from Pixar was pulled off what production and put somewhere else, or if that happened, but I do feel like there's, like, this cross-pollination thing that Disney's trying to do, and I, I do feel like it killed the last couple Pixar products, and I, and so that, I'm, like, really afraid here, especially for, like, Incredibles and, like, Nemo and, like, the classic stuff that they did. You know, oh god, that came out in my lifetime. It's not classics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it is. For us. It's just that technical prowess doesn't make a good movie, and I feel like a no, lot of the I things mean, that technical... a this podcast has reviewed okay. and b that have come out lately are flying pretty much simply on the fact that they look really, really good. But there's no, no okay. substance. Bobby, I disagree because I'm just saying like ten. I I don't mean technical prowess. Like the the good dinosaurs like animation is is great. I mean from like a concept like story concept wise. Like the story sucks and the character design sucks because like they're well animated. Like there's no denying that. Well, that's and, like, exactly my honest, point. What, it's like it it can look really really good, but it can still be absolute shit. And let's be honest, Inside Out was great. So like I just it feel was. like we're at a hit. We're Pixar is becoming more of a hit or miss type of thing. It's not like, like I like like I went and saw like Monsters University because I had faith in Pixar. Like I, you know, I was like, oh, okay, we're doing a sequel of this shit, but I'll go see it. Like, you know, your car series sucks, but that's your money thing. And like, you, we had these things that we said it for, and I would just like wind up and go see whatever Pixar series was on screen. I always did it, and I just won't do that anymore. Right. Well, I still will, but I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm gonna see it anyways because I see like all. Movies, and that's the like, problem with nostalgia, isn't it? <laughs> you end up seeing it even if you don't want to. Yes. <laughs> I felt like with Jurassic World, I had zero interest to see it, and somehow I ended up opening weekend. I don't know how. Mm. I was just there. I, I, Jurassic World was a phenomenon. You had to see it. Like there's, there's yeah, certain like you had to like see that, it. I don't know why. <laughs> there's no good reason. Oh, I didn't. Well, Jurassic World is definitely like for me like the worst movie that made a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's got a lot of problems. <laughs> All right. Well, we're at 42 minutes. We're going to try to keep this a little bit shorter today. So let's go ahead and move on to bets for next week, and then we'll go over. Uh, well, actually, let's do scores first. All right. This is going to be an interesting one. Um, I'm going to have to do some math for it. So first up, we're going to have Sean. What's your score for the Jungle Book? And you get 30 seconds to justify. Uh, I'm going to give it a – I'll give it a seven and a half. Um, I thought it was a good reboot. I thought it improved on the original uh, significantly uh, in terms of just the cohesive this sort of story. I thought we had really good voice actors. I enjoyed uh, Idris Elba's Shere Khan. I actually really enjoyed uh, uh, the the child actor. I thought he did a really good job as Mowgli. Um, overall, you know, the story could have been better, but it was well animated. I mean, it was it was a decent film. Seven and a half. <laughs> <laughs> we'll love your your point will be great when we finally hear the podcast Sean, but all we got was we had no idea what Sean said on this whole podcast and then like it was like we listened back and was like oh man he had some good points it sucks that we didn't know what the fuck he was saying <laughs> the internet is just not agreeing with you Sean I am so sorry yeah it's like fuck you Sean you don't get to talk today <laughs> Sarah you're up okay I will give it a six out of 10. 
I um, was impressed with how they redid the storyline. I thought it was still very compelling, problematic as it was. It was more compelling, or I guess more strung together than the original was. I We didn't talk about this during the podcast, but I really liked um, the little boy who played Mowgli, who I guess was essentially acting by himself the whole time. I thought he did a pretty good job for a 12-year-old. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, obviously the visuals were quite stunning, so it gets a lot of points for that. So, yeah, 6 out of 10. Could have been better, but didn't suck. So a positive meh. <laughs> Trevor, you're up. I'm actually going to give it a 6 as well. Um, just, I guess I'll give it credit for trying, it looked like, to do something a little more ambitious than the original 67 animated one. We all know and love. But uh, at the same time, yeah just not going really all the way with it and trying to compromise a little too much to where it didn't make too much of a point either. So six out of 10. All right, Bobby. I'm going to get a five. Um, I had a lot of issues with when the plot would pull me right out of the story. Uh, I thought that the musical breaks were disjointed and had no place in the film. I thought that though it was technically proficient, uh, the plot was hollow Um, and that it managed to remove all of the warm, fuzzy qualities of the original, leaving me with a film that I did not enjoy watching and kept checking my watch, waiting for me to be able to go home. So, five. Ben. Um, Yeah, I was coming in with a seven, but I think after talking to everybody and thinking about how little I could remember of the film today, about a (laughs) six as well. Um, It's a very technically amazing film. As I said, it's 10 out of 10 technically wise, but uh, as Bobby said, those uh, are getting kind of tiresome, and that's a problem. It's just a film I found just kind of okay. You know, it's a film I'm not going to really remember. I'm never going to really want to watch again. It's, But again, again, a film I told uh, a friend of mine, hey, go see it, because it's very impressive to watch in the theater, but that's the problem. It's a lot of these films are coming out, and they're just, all right, you know? And uh, it's it's a decent film. It's got... Okay, voice acting. It's sometimes great voice acting. It's got amazing visuals, but overall, it's fine. So six. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna agree with Bobby on this one. This is ultimately a very meh movie for me, and so I'm gonna give it a five out of ten. Um, I think the thing that happens is for me, like this movie feels like a movie made by committee sometimes, and I think that's the issue for me. It feels like a really, it's like it's the one time the committee made like a very, very good committee, a very, very good well not a good committee but a committee made a very very good movie but like there's still that disjointedness to it that makes it um not unpleasant but just like i'm just like i have no i it doesn't it doesn't feel like there's a deeper artistic feeling to it it doesn't inspire feelings in me it doesn't make me have a very good movie going experience and ultimately it's not something that i would recommend to people but here's the thing i wouldn't have a reason as to why not to recommend it it's just you know it's meh and five is for me i guess the ultimate meh score there's nothing bad about it it doesn't go towards hardcore henry and I might be changing certain review scores later in the week, so hopefully that'll ah. happen. We'll talk about that later. Um, yeah. But ultimately, um, yeah, I'm going to give this a 5, and with that, we're going to go with Sean as a 7.5, Sarah's a 6, Trevor's a 6, Bobby's a 5. You forgot, you forgot Peter. 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 the black guy again. Oh. Yeah. Damn it, Jack. <laughs> Twice in the same podcast. <laughs> I'm not racist, I swear. I'm sorry, Peter. Your his box... Your box is clicked in such a way that I just like I have my screens over your face, like so I see <laughs> oh, everyone's that is at the so bottom. Funny. Justify it after the fact. Oh my god! Oh, Fuck wow, you guys, okay. Peter. Tell us <laughs> what you thought. What did you think, Peter? Um, I'm much like Ben. I was gonna give it a seven uh, after walking out of the theater. Like, like I enjoyed it. I d- it wasn't amazing to me, but after like talking about it today and. Going and going through it, yeah, I have to agree. I'm gonna give it a six. Like, like I guess I enjoyed the I enjoyed the movie while I was in it, but walking out, it's like okay, you know, like my my level eleven my level of impression kind of went down from yesterday afternoon to today. Yes, the voice acting was great, as we've all said. Yes, the, yes, the visuals were great, as we've all said. But it wasn't. It just wasn't there for me. I mean, and 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 when and when you have a film that like from the original was supposed to be like all warm and fuzzy and like the only time that like I I, I legitimately teared up was when Raksha was saying goodbye to Mowgli. That it's a bit it, it seems a bit lacking to me. So, 6. Okay. Sorry, I had to change the math a bit. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry, Peter. I, I guess it's okay. an asshole. 
I mean, I am, but usually, like, I have a reason to, like, be mean to people like Ben. Like, <laughs> this is just bare stupidity. Just <laughs> I don't hate Sean. I just like saying, fuck you, Sean. Where's my <laughs> fuck you, Sean shirt? I'm waiting for it. I know. Right? Okay. I'm really Shirts are expensive, and I'm spending it more on Facebook and Reddit advertising right now. So shut up. <laughs> fuck you all. <laughs> All right. So with that, the score comes out to 5.928, which rounds up to a solid six for Jungle Butch, which is way the fuck lower than I thought we would be. <laughs> yeah, it's funny yeah. that Sean, before we were recording, was like, guys, this is going to be so highly rated, and he gave the highest rating of all of us. Team negative! <laughs> Woo! It's highly rated on well, Rotten Tomatoes, just not here. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I feel like we did, like, the course of this conversation, like, we talked to a lot of people, because you start thinking about the movie, and you're like, I didn't really care for it. Like, that's yeah. it's, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, wow, that wasn't... I didn't that like was, it. I saw yeah, it like I didn't. two hours ago. I didn't like it. Like I'm, <laughs> and I'm, I'm slowly like I think by tomorrow I'm like gonna remember nothing about it. No, it's I, not I'm memorable. right there with you. I, yeah, I think that's and I think that's a sign of a bad now. movie. I'm going tomorrow. I'm going to remember the moments that I saw in the commercials, and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like in, a, in like a day or two. I'm going to see a commercial for it. It's like, oh yeah, that was a thing. Like, oh, that I see that? I'm gonna remember seeing uh, a podcast face and. I remember seeing Shere Khan's face in 3D and going, that's really well animated. (laughs) 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 Pushing it forward by a step. All right, we're getting on to bets for this week. Um, Wait, what did the movie... Oh, we gave it a six. Just kidding. I forgot that part. I'm leaving. See, there you go. Already forgot. I already forgot what we gave it. What are we doing? Who are you people? This is going to be the movie that we forgot we did a podcast about. Like Apparently we're going to be looking like, did we actually see and review Jungle Book? Like who in the it's fuck is that? Get, like, the most negative reviews, that? probably. You know? Yeah, this is I, this is the most negative review I've seen of Jungle Book on the internet. Like it has a ninety-five on Rotten Tomatoes. We are the only negative critics. Yeah, we're not even negative. Reddit's we gave it a like six. A fi- so technically, yeah, it's with a their Reddit official discussion, yeah, they're not going to love us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, and for next week, we're taking a look. We're going to get off Rotten Tomatoes this week, and we're going to go look. We're going to go over to Facebook, where we have our official The Movie Gang podcast page. As of this moment, we have 35 likes on that page. That is pathetic. We are pathetic. We feel pathetic. And it makes us want to quit this podcast and just go cry in a corner and die. Please, listener, don't make us pathetic. Go over to Facebook and like our page. Because this week, we will be doing a bet about how many likes will be on our page by next week. Now, for reference, this week I had a Facebook ad running for our page for just that. And we got 20 likes off that page, which we've got. Okay, so here, let me look at the numbers. Over the course of that last week, we had 997 people reached and we got 20 likes, which is actually pretty good for a Facebook ad. With that in mind, I'm going to be running a Facebook and a Reddit ad this week. And by next weekend, how many likes will our Facebook page have? First up. Does anyone jump in? First up. I'll pick him. First up, because he's always first in my heart. Peter. Oh, my God. You're such a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Mega bitch. Um, of action. Right. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> wow. Um. Let's say 47. 47 likes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Next up, after that, we have Sean. Uh, 65. 65 likes. Okay, after that, Sarah. I'm going to be incredibly optimistic and say 80. Yeah. Please tell me that's not incredibly optimistic. <laughs> Let's do it. Well, compared to the last two. Trevor. How many do we have now? We, what do you mean? <laughs> we How many have, likes we do we have, have now? 35, 35 likes. Uh, 40. Oh. <laughs> 40, for, 40, 40 for Trevor. Oh, Fuck you, no. Trevor. Deal. <laughs> Poor Jack. So Jack's Trevor. like he's hurting right now. You can see it in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> And Bobby. I'm going to say 50 because I don't trust other humans at all. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, Sean. <laughs> ben, you're up. 34. You're going to lose the leg. Wow. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> wow. Uh, no. 
No, uh, after this podcast, we're going to have one person who's just really turned off. They're like, you know yeah, what? Exactly. Fine, guys, I'm leaving. And all the jungle bitches, people they hated the jungle book. Come out. This was my life. Um, no, uh, I'll say, I'll say um, 55. That number doesn't take. I'll be positive. I like yeah, how I'm you. most you know, optimistic about Jack's abilities here. <laughs> it's not usually the case. I don't. <laughs> I have faith in you, Jack. This is not a personal reflection of Jack's abilities. Yeah, this is it's not. It's like my ability Jack to make ads. <laughs> like, fuck you. I have and I already told you where Jack, I'm putting ads. <laughs> I'm putting ads in two places, so we're testing the ability of Reddit, which I'm probably doing ads on the wrong fucking site, to be totally okay, honest. Okay, well, let's just go to choose? Reddit and tell them that it's not possible that it can be done, and all of a sudden they'll get their little army together and. Man, can someone get this on Tumblr? Because Tumblr people are, you know, powerful. (laughs) Oh my God, Sarah, you're Um, you're such a lesbian. (laughs) 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 Wow. (laughs) Just because the Klexa fandom carried me for a month, okay? But to to speak to that, remember what happened to Stonewall last year? Oh yeah, Yeah. that was basically because of Tumblr. Yeah. All right, I'll make a Tumblr uh, page. Yeah, I'm rolling his eyes. Oh my god, I hate you all. You just made me join question. Tumblr. Are, are you doing well, the Reddit some, ads with the If anyone has like a pre-existing Tumblr, could could y'all do it, or do I need to I, finally all right, here's what I will say. and make Here's one. what I will say. I'm going to try to do my best this week to get as many likes as physically possible. And that's not to say anything bad about the show. Like, I'm just going to put a several ads. I'm not doing anything in terms of trying to put anything out. I would ask you guys to probably go ahead and just put, like, like you can go to that page and invite everyone on your Facebook groups to like it. Fair. Okay. Would but I might lose the bet. Well, <laughs> oh you are encouraging Bobby. us to be dicks. Oh my God. I'm not encouraging you to be dicks. I don't think we're going to get that many. If all of you guys go and do that, and then we put out two ads, I don't think like my my bet's going to be lower than yours. Jack, you guys how, have, how many you be- should... how many people do you think are going to like our page? You're the one doing all the legwork. Where's your bet? A- Eighty-five. All right. See, Damn. you, you should have just put had more optimistic. <laughs> no, bets, who is it? No, I put it over Sarah, who is on top at eighty. <laughs> Now it's in Jack's best interest for us to invite all our Facebook friends. Well, it was always I was always going to do the top end bet because like I'm going to do my best here, and that's the thing is like I like to count on myself because I have confidence, Bobby. We believe in you, but man. my rant really hopes that you're wrong so I can win one of these. <laughs> Jack has confidence in sunshine. Mm. All right. <laughs> so that's the bet for this week. I have no idea where the fuck that's going to go. Anyways, <laughs> we didn't have any idea where the fuck the bet was going to go last week, but I believe, if I'm correct, that Ben had the top end vote with Peter last. Oh, no, with the. Uh, sorry, now I, all I can think about is Peter that I've missed him out. Love you too. In I fairness, I am hosting a podcast that. with one, two, three, four, five, six. With seven fucking people. Do you know how hard this is? You're all a bunch we of little monsters that just want to take over. Ta- Tasha Robinson leader. from fucking the monsters. <laughs> Tasha Robinson from the Dissolve was very impressed, Jack. So you have that for you. <laughs> I do. I know. I have that critic. moment. Oh my god. You have a very famous critic like Jesus Christ. What's wrong with you, people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that. He was like, he's like, it's never gonna work. And I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, let's not talk about my personal pain. Which Our friend group is just too um, big. <laughs> last week we bet what would be the early critics review score of Captain America: Civil War. Uh, ben, are you under embargo? No, I'm not. So you can say whatever the fuck you want about Civil War, right? I can. All right. Well, I'm just gonna get you to fuck. Whatever fuck I want. Well, I might ask you to record like a like a little free spoiler thing later but i'm not gonna do it right now because i actually don't i actually do want to be surprised so i'm gonna probably avoid spoiler content for right now but for right now i think that you said that you voted it very very highly right yeah i think it's pretty good i I would personally say it's better than i think it's better than the avengers one and two and i think a lot of critics will probably think it's at least on par with winter soldier which they all really loved and as well as the really original Avengers movies. I think they'll really like, yeah, Sean, yeah, wag your head. <laughs> <laughs> Critics liked it, Sean, just because you did. Um, so I think uh, I think it'll be really highly rated, which is, I thought that before I saw it when I rated it, but uh, after seeing it, I think it's probably going to stay in the right. 90s or high 80s. You know. So the thing we didn't do this week is that Trevor and Ben had the exact same bet, and they both won this week, almost exactly on, I think. Yeah, both 93. So, unfortunately, we have to do a tiebreaker. There can only be one. 
So, I got you. <laughs> that was beautiful. For the tiebreaker, I have. Clicking. I'm probably I'm just gonna flip a coin. Um, <laughs> you know, if uh, that been trivia or nothing. If it's this for the last word today, I, I'll just forfeit it. I don't really have anything else to say about Jungle Book, really. Oh, oh, then fuck you, Trevor. Bon, yeah. ben, I didn't have anything to say about Jungle Book either. <laughs> it's, not, <laughs> it's not worth it. You don't even have to talk about Jungle Book. I mean, last week I talked All about right. Carly Rae Jepsen. I was going to talk about People vs. O.J. Simpson. <laughs> can both Trevor and Ben, can you see my video feed, correct? Oh, Lord. I can. Uh-huh. I want you to guess how many coins are in this jar. <laughs> oh my God. Hold it still. Hold it still. Hold it still. All right. Fifteen. <laughs> Trevor. Um, sixteen. Are you dick? <laughs> right. All righty. Um, are you about to count them out right now? Two, three. We're oh a professional God. podcast. We plan things out Six, in advance. Seven, eight, All right, we're about to reach the hour mark. Nine, ten, eleven, this was clearly the plan in 12, case we ever 13, had a tiebreaker. Bobby, quick, talk about Mad Max. Go, quick. Oh, you, <laughs> you guys could cede your time to me. <laughs> Trevor wins at 16. I don't want to win. Trevor, in 30 <laughs> seconds, close the podcast out. Let's get this fucking shit done so I can go home. <laughs> it's a long weekend. Go, Trevor. All right. Jungle Book was a big pile of meh. We've all pretty much agreed. Um, we'll be reviewing Zootopia next week, in which gushing praise will all just exude from our pores. Um. <laughs> Even when you're positive, you suck. <laughs> Shut up, Jack. Let him speak. Sorry. Go, Trevor. My last word, Dan. <coughs> all right, guys. Tune in next week for Zootopia. That's it. We're out. Thanks for listening. Mine would have been better. <laughs> 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 oh Trevor, stop winning. I'm Trevor. <laughs> All right. Tune in there. You could have at least told Jack to go fuck himself. Jack, go I know, fuck right? Himself. Someone needs to. <laughs> oh, man.